once again. So hi, welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today, we'll be touching on the topic of owning your career and being an entrepreneur, what it means to be one and what it takes. So today, I'm really happy to be speaking with Amy Ang. So Amy is a self-taught artist from Singapore who has been living in Switzerland for more than 10 years. And today, she'll be sharing with us her personal experience on becoming a business owner and what it took for her to get there. So Amy, first of all, thank you for being on our show. Um, hi, Eileen. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, can you perhaps share with our listeners a little bit in terms of what you do? Okay. Um, yeah, my name is Amy and I moved to Zurich, Switzerland uh, 15 years ago with my husband and with my little newborn who was only about six months old. And yeah, so I only started becoming an artist about eight years ago. I'm self-taught. So yeah, since then I've had four art shows, three are solo um, exhibitions and then one is with other Swiss artists. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have another art show coming up end of October in Zurich as well. Mm -hmm. So yep. So that's, yeah. So it's just in a nutshell. Yeah, because you moved all the way, you know, from from Singapore all the way to Switzerland, and then you decided to embark on your um, artistic journey. Can you maybe mm-hmm. share with us um, what inspired you to to want to take this up in the first place? How you got started um, okay. in, in this in this um, area? Okay, I have to say that you know it it kind of happened quite organically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you know I strive or I I really you know like wanted to be an artist. Because I never had any pyro um, artistic training, mm-hmm. so I was in mass communications, and and then I was working at Singapore Tourism Board, and then I went to fly with Singapore Airlines, mm-hmm. and moving here, I mean, to a foreign country where the first language is not English, mm. it's hard. I mean, to practice or, or to find a job in marketing or communications because people here, companies here, expect you to speak more than one language. Mm-hmm. At least for me in Zurich, um, the main language is German. Mm-hmm. And then most people could speak German and French or Italian. Yeah. So it is hard to to find a job straight away when I first moved here. Yeah. And my husband was traveling a lot and, and childcare costs is really, really high here. Mm-hmm. So I think the Swiss, I mean, to just give you a, a little background on, on the Swiss culture and mentality, mm-hmm. they are still actually quite traditional compared yeah. to to um, Singaporeans. I guess in Singapore, you know, humans are like our main resource. So, you know, women have been out in the workforce, you know, mm. you know, right from the start, you know, even if you give birth straight away, you know, you have to go back to, to work. Yeah. But here, um, childcare is really, really expensive. Yeah. So most of the time, um, most women, you know, after they have kids, they would still choose to stay at home mm-hmm. full time to take care yeah. of their kids. Yeah. Of course, there's a lot of parks and, and you know, playgrounds and, you know, all these baby care playgroups, you know, that you can go to. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean there's not a lot of free, um, yeah, resources. Mm-hmm. So for people to, to actively choose, you know, to go back to work full time, mm-hmm. either you have to have parental support yeah. or you pay, you know, a through lot of the money. roof, you know, yeah. for childcare and yeah. after school care. And because my husband is traveling so much, it's very hard for me to, yeah, to even think about 
getting something part-time. Sure. So, I mean, for a good, yeah, I mean, eight years, mm -hmm. I was just, you know, solely a full-time mom. Yeah. But thankfully, you know, I've made a lot of contacts here. You know, there is a huge expat community here. There's mm -hmm. quite a lot of Singaporeans here. Mm -hmm. So that is my support group. Sure. And I think when it comes to my art, you know, we travel a lot, you know, within Europe because it's so easy. One hour's drive and you're in France. One hour's drive, you know, you're in Italy. Mm. So we, we love to travel with the kids. And I love to take photos of, mm -hmm. of my travels. Mm -hmm. And I think it was one particular photo that I took of, of a glacier or of some um, ice that was still, you know, um, a huge slab of ice that was still floating up high in the mountain in summer mm. that was so surreal that I, I said I really want to capture it in in a painting yeah so that was about eight years ago and I started painting then mm -hmm. and then I just couldn't stop you know it just yeah. kind of unleashed you know something in in me that I forgot that I had yeah just being you know stuck <laughs> at home every day where <laughs> every day it's just cleaning cooking and getting the kid to sleep and yeah so yeah. it kind of yeah unleashed that part of me that I kind of forgot I had in mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. even when it comes to you know like you know mass communications you know we were doing creative writing we were you know promotions and even in uni I was you know doing drama and stuff so I kind of forgot that there was this part of me mm -hmm. so I was glad um yeah I, I started painting and because of the network that I had I could easily um, sell it on social media mm. and, and through my friends. So it was really, you know, when it started, it was very organic. Yeah. It just started as a passion, as a hobby. Yeah. And as an outlet for me, you know, apart from just being a mom yeah. and, a, and a wife, you know, it was an outlet for me to express myself mm -hmm. and to discover myself. And I think mm. my friends see my works and they like it and they buy it. And they kind of encourage me, you know, to, to start you know, having art exhibitions mm. and yeah, I started to reach out to other mm. um, female entrepreneurs who mm -hmm. are also in the same shoes as me, mm -hmm. like mothers who, you know, want to do a little side business. Yeah. They don't have, you know, the time or, or the finance to do a, a full scale yeah. business. So they want to do a little thing. So we came together and we did like a little kind of art show and then they, they also sold their mm. like necklaces sure. or yeah yeah sure things. so so it happened very very organically that that's great to hear and it's a very interesting journey how you mentioned you know I should all started from taking a a simple photograph and everything just mm -hmm. you know, transpired from there and and you mentioned yeah. something really interesting you mentioned you used to be a stay at home mom and I know you have two yeah. boys. And now you're you're sort of like you know you're having your own your own business you're doing something you really enjoy. Now looking back, could you sort of tell me the difference between being a stay-at-home mom and, and a business owner? Do you feel like, um, which which role do you feel is easier, is harder? Um, what are your thoughts looking back? I think I think we always, I don't know, you know, it's, I haven't worked for so long. Mm. So to even see myself as a business owner, it took a long, long time. And even now I'm still kind of, you know, I don't have the confidence sometimes. I mm -hmm. question myself. I question my art. You know, I don't mm. have an arts degree. I, yeah, I, I don't come from any, yeah, art school in, in Singapore. Yeah. 
So in, in terms of credibility, sometimes I still doubt myself. Mm-hmm. And, and also because, you know, creative jobs or creative work sometimes can be very lonely, especially I think for a lot of um, entrepreneurs, you know, when they start out, you know, you're doing it all alone. It's yeah. very lonely. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have colleagues that you can bounce ideas off or I mean for some for me, you know, I, I can share my my husband, my yeah. ideas and so but you know he's not creative. So yeah, you know, it's it's very hard, you know, for me to find someone that could yeah. kind of um understand what I I want, you know, mm. my my vision. Mm. And also, I mean, as a stay-at-home mom, I, I don't know, it's like I, I still am a stay-at-home mom. I mean, yeah. I think I have the privilege to kind of, I mean, the job is, at least at this point in time, you know, it's not it's not providing like, you know, like 100% of the, you know, household um, yeah. yeah, the household yeah. Uh, yeah, resources. So for me, it is, I mean, my, my, my most important role, I still see myself as a mom first, mm. as a wife first, yes. before I see myself as a, as a business owner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people ask me, you know, what I do, you know, for the longest time, I tell, mm-hmm. I tell people, oh, um, I'm a hobby um, painter. <laughs> okay. I, I can't, I can't tell people that I'm an artist because I just, you know, it's, is this, yeah, I mean, I just couldn't, see, I, I couldn't, I, I really didn't feel like yeah. I was worthy, you know, to be called yeah. a business owner. Yeah. That I was worthy to be called an artist. Yeah, maybe it's my old traditional way of you know defining what is an artist. I mean, mm. um, maybe you have to be res- represented by galleries. Mm. You have to win like you know a, a thousand and one awards. Mm. Then you know, yeah, I say that you know you're an artist. Yeah. So yeah. for me, yeah, it was very hard to even even now I I still feel like first and foremost, you know, my my role is still you know the, the caregiver yeah. at home. Yeah. And not like the the provider. Yes. In terms yes. of finance. Yes. So I think a lot of women, I think we feel this way. You know, you always feel this guilt. Yes. Of like, you know, because most of the time, you know, I'm painting. Okay, now the kids are a little bit older, mm. so they're more independent. I can paint, but but at the same time, you know, you want to spend time with them. Mm. Sure. And I paint at home, so it's it's very hard, you know, if you're working from home, mm. to really draw the line. True, right, and yeah. to really get that balance. Yeah, and I guess yeah, but- painting, you're probably you're you're very probably very focused. Um, yeah, you're you're kind of in your in your world. You know, you're you're into that space as well. So yeah. I guess it's also very hard to you know you know have someone come in and <clears throat> like you said, you like you know speak to your husband, but he's not really in in the creative space as well. It's a bit hard to bounce off yeah. ideas and stuff. Um, and yeah. I and then I wanted to also ask because thank you first of all for being very honest and very transparent with with how you feel and your thoughts. Um, do you feel that along the way um, things have changed changed for you? Because you mentioned that you know you didn't feel like you you would consider yourself a professional artist. Um, how do you overcome that mind block or that self limiting um, you know um, mentality? Can you share with us how you got past that, or are you still feeling um, the same, or has has things um, have, have things improved for you? I think it has definitely improved. You know, along the years, mm. I think it's it's just constant learning. Mm. For me, sometimes I feel like if I'm inadequate, okay, I'll just go mm. to an art gallery 
and go see what is out there. Mm. Talk to people in the industry, mm. which I'm still kind of, you know, I still lack confidence to, to approach galleries, mm. you know, for representation. But yeah, at the same time, I feel like at this point in time, that is not the route I want to go. Mm-hmm. I'm quite happy with the pace and yeah, and the level of growth. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, because I mean, yeah, because it allows me to do other things, um, pursue other interests as well. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think it's this constant learning and just going out, going out and see what's around, networking. Sure. Networking is so important. Talking to other artists mm-hmm. and yeah, learning from from them and even on social social media. I mean, I do I, I do look at what people do, I mean, for inspiration. Mm. I want to see how they promote, you know, that is inspiring. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, with looking at social media, because that's my main source of marketing and, and promotion. Sure. Is that you you get sucked into this, oh my God, it's like, how come there are so little lights for my painting? Mm, yeah. I had to actively tell myself that it does not define my uh, me as an artist. It doesn't sure. define my worth as an artist. It doesn't define you know, whether my, my art is good or not because it is so subjective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we are we are in this world now where, you know, just even socially, right? You're like, oh my God, it's like, how come no one is liking my my photo? Yeah. And it makes you insecure. Yeah. So I can understand. I mean, even if you were to go to any PR agency, mm-hmm. you know, people just expect, you know, like how many likes can you get me? True. It's like a measurement you of know, success, so, right? Like, like you have to present yeah. like a report card. Report card, yes. you know, like um, yeah. you know, every time you do something, you have to show for it that okay, I yeah. I'm successful in this way and that way, and that creates a certain kind of um quite a lot of pressure. Yeah, actually, you know, on I, mean, I mean, social media definitely has been quite an amazing platform for for everyone, mm-hmm. especially for in during COVID, right? I mean, you can still reach out to people, you can still learn, you know, a lot of new um like if I don't know how to paint a certain thing, like mm-hmm. blonde hair. Mm. you know on people i would actively go on youtube you know to to learn yeah look yes. look for videos to help me and also to reach out to other you know fellow artists you know mm-hmm. there are so many free tutorials yeah but mm. but i mean it is you know every every tool is a double edged sword yeah right i mean it yeah. can be used for good it can use uh, be used for bad yeah i mean the the very fact that you know i can use social media to promote my art to promote my brand now mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a level playing field yeah i don't sure. have to go through galleries anymore because yeah. i mean how many people actually would actively walk into a gallery yes so i've been reaching out to you know like my neighborhood cafes um we we always go to um, Andermatt, which is a, a ski resort mm-hmm. area in, in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to know quite a few people who work there. Mm-hmm. So I managed to even, you know, have an art show up in the mountains. Yeah. So with little nice. networking sessions, yeah. you know, friendships yeah. that I made along the way, I do not regret being a stay-at-home mom for such a long time because I made a lot of genuine friends. I made a lot of um, genuine connections because mm-hmm. a lot of us are in the similar situation mm-hmm. where we are trailing spouses, you know, you're here and you can't really pursue a career, you mm-hmm. know, at that point in time. Yeah. But we just, you know, yeah, we were just together because we were in the same situation, being stay-at-home moms, being alone, being away from family. Yeah. And I think those those friendships, those genuine networks, those mm-hmm. genuine connections 
are so precious. Sure. Yeah. So I always feel like, you know, don't network for the sake of networking. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think networking yeah. is such a, I, I think that's a, that's a big topic that, you know, I was also very interested to pursue, um, you know, in, in another episode of a uh, podcast, but I think, um, mm-hmm. Amy, I think it's really interesting because you, you mentioned that you were a stay-at-home mom first and then you kind of fell into this, this um, uh, I would say, profession almost by accident or organically. Mm-hmm. What yeah. advice, I mean, from, from someone who has been through this, right? I mean, what advice, what tips would you give to women? Um, you know, maybe taking a step back, not necessarily someone who's pursuing, um, you know, uh, an artistic career, but, you know, just, just mm-hmm. women in general who are thinking of maybe doing something that they really enjoy. They want to build their own um, business or even, um, so it could be someone who's already working, but thinking of kind of like, okay, I want to quit the corporate world. I want to do something on my own. Um, or even, yeah. you know, stay-at-home moms who have been, you know, uh, caregivers to, to their husbands and kids for a long time. And they want to finally take this time now that their kids are a little bit bigger. They want to take this time to do something that they truly love. So what, yeah. what advice would you give to these women? How, where should they start? I think you should always start with something that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you're passionate about something, it would not be work for you. You would not yeah. be stressed out doing it. Because I think just doing something that you enjoy, I mean, it fuels you. You know, it, it gives you... The, the energy to do yeah. more. Yes. Like the last few days, you know, I've just been working quite a lot, you know, because my art show is coming up. Mm-hmm. And even though it was stressful, but, you know, at the end of the day, I felt, oh my God, I've accomplished so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the more I do, the more energy I can do more. Yeah. You know, it's, energized it's, by yeah, the work you do. Yeah. Ironic. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the more you realize, it's like, oh, my God. So then you feel like, oh, you know, I'm so tired. I can't do anything. But when mm-hmm. you are on the roll, you know, you have that momentum, then you would do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I talk about passion, you know, it doesn't have to be something huge, you know, like something creative, you know. For I mean, during COVID, right? I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people in Singapore, I know, have been home bakers. Yeah. And some have continued on, you know, with that yeah. um, line of of their hobby and and started you know not just selling to their friends but you know through word of mouth yes it's become a little small business yes right um and i think not just passion but it's just this like what i said you know continuous learning Mm -hmm. my mom you know has retired about five six years ago Mm -hmm. and when she first retired because she's a single mom you know she was she actively went to the community centers in Singapore, you know, to sign up for causes. Great. You know, she, she went to sign up, you know, um, to be, uh, to work in a call center, to work as a kindergarten um, helper. Yeah. And, and I think, oh my God, it's like, I really admire my mom for having that, that drive to yeah. want to learn more. Yeah. And I think Singapore, I mean, the government has been really, really good at, at um providing a lot of these resources yes it's true at a very um affordable price yeah and i think I mean, it, it, me, yeah but, correct and it's also for yeah, all I mean, ages for right the, for yes, all ages yes. not just you know like the the more senior group but also you know yeah. like people who are it's in career yes that's yeah, true. retraining and yeah because yeah i mean even for me now because i guess a lot of the causes um it's in german mm-hmm I mean, even though I've been here for a long time, mm-hmm. I have to say that my German, I still feel it's not that 
good, you know, for me to really take like a, a full-time course in, mm -hmm. in um, something I like. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, so I, I try other ways, you know, I go to, you know, like the art galleries mm -hmm. to learn. Yeah. You know, I, I look at you know, YouTube you, uh, tutorials. Yeah. yeah. I go for art talks, you know, where, you know, foreign artists come mm -hmm. and they give a talk in English. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I try to kind of encourage my kids as well, mm -hmm. you know, to go with me. Yeah, and whenever I go to Singapore, you know, it's like you don't know how fortunate you guys are. You know, I think we are. <laughs> galleries are almost free, you know, for all Singapore residents. True, and there's always so many, you know, yeah, special, you know, exhibitions happening. Yeah. I think there's no lack of things to do in Singapore for sure. So yeah. now, now that you're in this journey, um, mm -hmm. I, I want to ask two things. So what's next for you? Are you be what will you be thinking of expanding your business or you're quite happy, you know, doing what you love? Because I think with the expansion of a business mm -hmm. or you know, um doing more, obviously that comes with more mm -hmm. responsibilities and more work. So is that something yeah. that you're thinking of branching out into? And I think my second question for you would be now that um, you know, you're doing your own thing. Is it something that you hope your own children, your own boys, um, what would you hope that they would take away from this as well? Is that something that you encourage them to do? Um, you know, like, you know, take some time off to figure out something that you truly enjoy and perhaps even make a career out of it. I, I remember my older one, I think when he was in primary five or primary six, he came back with, you know, one school project where he's supposed to draw what, you know, he wants to be in the future. Mm -hmm. And he drew himself as an architect, but sitting at a desk. Okay. <laughs> a desk, you know, with like plans, yeah. you know, with, with drafts. And I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's pretty sad. I mean, nothing wrong with being an architect. Yeah. But just the, the, vis the visual that he painted, you know, not of him, you know, like stacking a brick, okay. you know, but of him at a desk. Maybe he's a CEO you know, of the architectural joy. firm. <laughs> yeah, I know, but then I, I told him, I mean, Timmy, I'm 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 glad that you have, you know, you have an ambition and you know roughly what you want to be. But I told him, can you just promise me that you will take one year off mm. after you graduate to just travel, mm. find yourself. Yeah. Find yourself or do yeah. something that you never imagined you would do. Yes. You know, yes. before you go into the corporate world. Yes. And use your own money. <laughs> use your own money. Don't, yeah. don't, you know, don't expect me to pay for your, yeah. you know, your yeah. trip. But yeah. I feel like, I think young people, they need mm. to know. I think we live in a bubble. We, we live such a sheltered life. Mm -hmm. I think I learned more, you know, traveling it's than true. I did, you know, in, in school yeah. or at work. You know, you learn so much, you you meet different people, you're talking to people to different people, you're learning um how to how to act or react in different situations, live situations. And I want him to have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite so, different from the path that um, especially in Singapore, as you know, because you've been through the system. Yeah. It's very yeah. methodical, it's you know, step by step. You have to go through like, you know, this number of years, yeah. of, you know. Secondary yeah. school, primary school, JC, yeah. and everyone mm -hmm. just um, sees the following year as oh, okay. I gotta like get to another level it, within my education. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't think you know, like like you said, the the gap year concept or like kind of taking time mm -hmm. off to find yourself, discover your own passions. 
um, I, I think I think I, at least from a from a society modern society like Singapore, you know, I think kids yeah. have always gone through. Most kids have gone through the traditional path, but I I, I think mm-hmm. it's great to hear from you that you know that's something that you will want you know your your own kids to, um, well, I would say. To, you know, breaking out that mold, I would say, you know, and, and just yeah. do something and be adventurous and do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. And also you think about, um, you were asking me like which direction or where do I see myself, you know, moving on with, mm. with my job. Yeah. I think I want to really see myself more seriously as an artist mm-hmm. or as a creative um, person. Um, I, I don't really, I can't really come up with a term, but because... I'm also now writing freelance yes. for a magazine, mm-hmm. but it's all in the creative field. Sure. So I think I think in the modern world, no one, I mean, this is my, my own personal perspective. I don't think there will be a lot of nine to five kind of jobs. True. Maybe in Europe, it's, it's more, yeah, there's, you know, people, I mean, it's so easy after you work, you know, a certain number of years, you know, if you get into like a company, for women, it's mm. easy to ask for, okay, I want to work only 60%, mm. 80%. Mm. It is a lot easier. I mean, companies are a little bit more open to the idea of mm. people working not 100%. Yeah. I think even now for, for men. Yes. It's, it's not about working from home 20% and then working in the office yeah, 80%. It's, it's really time. just 80% work. Yeah. I guess it also depends on on the nature of your work because if you know I've got friends in media or in public relations or you know if you're working as a secretary you know there's no way you can just say okay eighty percent yeah right because your boss will be calling you I've got friends you know who during that twenty percent you're not supposed to work <laughs> yes yeah but you know the boss is totally dependent on on her and yeah. he's calling her yeah and she doesn't know how to draw the line as well true you yeah. know. Yeah, so I think here people are very open to the idea of, you know, okay, if you want to work 60%, mm-hmm. fair enough. Mm. And people work really like from 8.30 to 5.30. Yeah, and that's it. And, and no, usually no overtime. So yeah. I think it's creating that work-life balance. Sure. So for me, I think I'm also trying to find a balance. Mm-hmm. Now it's more family I still see myself as a as a wife and 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 as a mother, mm-hmm. but I well, I want to see myself more that that there is that fifty fifty that I could juggle both equally. Sure, sure. In terms of time, in terms of the effort. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So so no, I I think that's um that's great to know. And and um first of all, I want to again thank you for your very authentic. Um, sharing and very honest, you know, in terms of the challenges you you faced, and I think you know, a lot of entrepreneurs they they probably face um some of the challenges that you mentioned. It, it's 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 hard because it's a lot of work. Um, you know, you're trying to find yourself, you're trying to balance, you know, family and and work. I think my yeah. very last question to you again, um, before we end um this episode is. What kind of support do you think that, you know, for any women or female entrepreneurs in this day and age, what kind of support do you think they need that will really aid them in their journey um, to owning something, you know, that they can call their own? Okay. I don't know about Singapore context, mm-hmm. but I have I have the impression that there are a lot of grants. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of financial support. 
mm-hmm. that is coming from the government mm-hmm. for small business owners. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know to what percentage is like, you know, given to IT, to, you know, yeah. to technology, sure. Sure. to the arts. So, yeah. So that, I mean, I'm not too sure. But I think at least personally for me, family support was was really so important. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, I have, yeah, because my, my kids are now 15 and 11. Mm-hmm. So they are pretty independent. Mm. But yet at the same time, I'm also very conscious that they are in their teenage years. They are going mm. through puberty. And and even though physically they don't need me as, as much as, as they used to, but emotionally they really need me to be present. Of course. So personally, it's also, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, me giving them support and then making sure that, you know, everyone is kind of like, you know, their well-being is well taken care of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I feel at peace, you know, to do my art. Sure. Yes. So it's really circular, right? I mean, the yeah. energy, because most of the time I'm working from home. So just having like that peaceful environment where it's calm, where kids are not fighting. Yeah. You know, and then then I can, okay. I'm at peace, I'm calm enough, you know, I'm in a good state of mind to think, mm-hmm. to think creatively, to think, you know, of all my admin stuff that I need to do for my for my work. Mm. Yeah, and I think it really helps to see that, I think my kids are proud of me. Yeah, of course, I'm sure they yeah, are. So, so, yeah, so, so that's that part when I talk about family support because, yeah. you know, we still come from very traditional societies, right? I mean, yeah. where most of the time I see, you know, um, the mother is at home taking care of the family. The, the dad is the one earning the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want the kids to think that, you know, I only cook and clean for them. Yes. yes. That's all I do. Yes. So, but I, I, I see, I mean, it's like suddenly they, you know, when they come from my art shows, you know, when I have my art openings and I talk about, about my art, I do see like, you know, their, their faces are quite different because mm-hmm. they, they see a different side of me. Yeah. And I think they're so, very proud of you, I'm sure. And I'm sure your husband is proud of you as well. Don't forget your husband. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> so yeah. again, so, um, yeah. yeah. Thank so you so much. Um, you yeah. About the support. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, just, yeah. yeah. I think from what I see, at least from my creative side, you know, a lot of the financial supports, the grants, you know, the competitions, mm-hmm. it's all targeted to people under like age of 30. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know whether is it the same with Singapore mm. where I guess they want to encourage, you know, graduates or young people to to start something new. Sure. But I don't know whether are there, at least in, in the art field, when I actively look, you know, with like Credit Suisse or UBS, mm. banks where they are like, um, they, they support the arts. So they have grants mm. for, for creatives. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's for, you know, people under a certain age. Sure. So, I think maybe there are done. some stigmas yeah. still around, around the world. You know, not just female versus male, but also age. Yes. So I think age is also. I feel like a lot of people in my age group. I mean, even like my husband's age group. I mean, he's not that old. Um, he's only three years older than me. But you know, we are all kind of. You know, you're at a certain, um, level in mm. your company. Mm-hmm. But you're also the most expensive, you know, to retain. Yeah. And I think a lot of companies are are downsizing. 
so even people at our age or I got friends you know who in Singapore who work for the government in military right at age 45 or age 50 they have to kind of retire yes so for, for us I mean I know there's a lot of people in our situation you know at this age you know wanting to to do something of our own true so I don't know whether are there a lot of barriers mm-hmm. or people's mentality that they would not hire someone oh because you know yeah. you don't know what's 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 the new tech you know you don't know anything about ai you don't know anything about internet yeah. selling or buying yeah so so times have changed yeah. definitely and i think i think you mentioned that you're right i think a lot of people in our age group and just for the benefit of people listening in we're in the 40s um bucket early 40s <laughs> <laughs> so early 40s still um before we get to the wrong side um to the wrong side so i i think it's also the stage in our life where we start to think okay mm-hmm. i want to do something a lot more meaningful after mm-hmm. uh, you know having been in the rat race for for many years and this is the time where i you know, perhaps have a little bit more um, financial stability and, you know, I want to do something that I really love. So um, thank you for, for sharing that with me. I, I can totally empathize because uh, okay. Amy and I were the same age. Um, again, I, you know, I'm so proud of you, Amy. You have done so much. You, you managed to do something, pursue something you love. And I think not a lot of people can can say that, you know, that they're doing something they love as part of their job or not a job, like a profession or a business. So first of all, congratulations to you. Um, and, and I really appreciate you being on our show today and being so honest uh, with us, you know, um, in, in, in your, in your thoughts. Um, and last but not least, I, I really wish you the best, you know, in, in your Thank you. endeavors and, and who knows, maybe you can bring your exhibition to Singapore one day. Yes, I would love to. Yes, and then you will be our, um, what do you call it, export, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Coming back to Singapore, yeah. you know, um, showing, showing off your wonderful artworks. So again, um, thank you, Amy, for, for being with us today. And uh, wish you the best. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.